0: We couldn't have been sure about quarterback. We couldn't have been sure about the offensive line. We couldn't have been sure about the general depth on defense. But man, didn't we all kind of accept that the run defense specifically would be just fine? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. It is Tuesday, so it's Mike Tomlin's press conference day. We'll see at noon or thereabouts, depending on how long he chooses to delay the inevitable. Whether or not he's going to stick with Kenny Pickett for the Buffalo game, I believe that he will. But I also believe that there's a chance he'll play coy about it. And, you know, why not? If it forces the Bills to prepare for a couple of different styles, although not terribly different, then why not use it? Heaven knows they need every advantage they can get at this point at 1-3 and going against what probably is the AFC's best team. Or then again, it just might not matter. Because the one thing that's just been devastating to this team now in a third year is the inability to stop the run. And yeah, a lot of us around here, myself included, got very much used to the opposite being the case. Remember those super long streaks under Dick LeBeau of not allowing a 100-yard rusher? Now it's just routine. Now it's dudes you never heard of that are putting together 100, 150, 200 plus. And it seems like we're all still kind of, oh, well, yeah, they just need to kind of patch that up a little bit. They'll just, you know, hit the gaps a little bit better, maybe make a couple of personnel changes. Or if you want to go after me on this one, put Isaiah Loudermilk in, that'll fix it. Look, I, I mentioned Loudermilk just because I, I know that that's why they traded to draft him where they did. That was supposed to be his thing, and he can't even get a hat on a defense that's being crushed by the run week after week. I don't even remember the names of the New York running backs who piled up another 124 yards against them on Sunday, but it doesn't matter. I don't remember who it was in New England that did it. I do remember Nick Chubb doing it. He makes sure you remember his name. But I also remember that this was supposed to be in the past tense. Tyson Aluolu was coming back. No way anybody was going to run with him there. Then he lost his starting job to Montravius Adams. And you think, all right, well, Montravius was the guy who came in after the Minnesota debacle last year and helped to at least apply a tourniquet to the bleeding and then he's out there Sunday and they're still running right through the middle well Cam's not going to allow that Cam's a leader well Cam's really really banged up and Cam was getting shoved backward as well all day long on Sunday very very uncam like well it's all Devin Bush's fault well Bush still <laughs> isn't exactly a great run stopper But even with Miles Jack out there for more snaps than Bush, they were still running, the Jets were. So what are the answers here? What's missing? How does this get addressed? What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career ready relevant skills visit pointpark.edu to learn more i asked cam hayward what has to happen what has to happen for this to get fixed and believe me it's a streak i've got going of asking him this very same question
1: i think i'm absorbing this loss right now i can't even you know i don't worry about what happened in the past what's in the future. I am focused on this game we just played. Um, you know, I, I tipped, you tipped your cat to them, they got the job done, they went on the road and won a game. Um, but uh, we'll will, we will address it tomorrow. Like, um, there's a lot of football to be played. Um, you can't run from it. You gotta grow from it. Um, you gotta continue to just keep looking in the mirror. Um, how can we be better? How can I be better? How can I... Get off blocks faster. How can I, um, you know, be more of a force in the run game? What What is it going to take for us to get over the hump? Um, I think all of us have to be just concerned with winning the game. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the stats look like. It doesn't matter um, who's that quarterback, who's not. We want to win the game as the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Yeah, and if he sounded like he's answered at a time or two, he has. It's more like a time or ten. He knows. He's trying. He had an x-ray on his ankle at halftime and kept playing and kept going back out there and kept trying. And it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening for this entire unit. And teams will continue to exploit it even when they aren't necessarily all that awesome at running the football. You'd better believe the Bills are going to do it. And you'd better believe Josh Allen himself is going to do plenty of that. I'm hearing now people blaming this to an extent on TJ Watt not being there. Look, TJ, in his absence, impacts everything. There's a reason the Steelers are now 0-7 lifetime when he doesn't play. There's a reason they average giving up an additional full touchdown when he doesn't play. He is who he is. But TJ Watt's not an elite run stopper. For the most part, the Steelers would still be conceding a lot of yards on the ground, even if he were there. I also hear, and this one blows my mind because I hear it a lot still, that the defense is gassed, that they're tired, that they've been out there for too many snaps. Hey, I was the one blowing that particular horn after Cleveland because it was true. Because there were a 100 defensive snaps in Cincinnati, and there was a short week to prepare for Cleveland. And two road divisional games out of the first three. They were gassed. But you're going to keep that theme going after a 10-day break? Uh Uh-uh. Sorry. Sorry. That's why I never refer to these things as excuses. They're either facts or they aren't facts. And to suggest that this defense is gassed? No. No, that's based on nothing. Are they banged up? Sure, there's a long injury list right now that the Steelers have, and almost all of it is on the defensive side of the ball. But that also isn't an excuse. When the head coach is using terms like arm tackles in a derisive sense, that's pointing plain and simple to a lack of want to. It's not just Bush. I know that's who you thought of when I said that, but it's not just Bush who doesn't want to go head first or whatever into a running back. But most unfortunately, the majority of the players the Steelers have who do take that approach are in the secondary. We're talking about Minka Fitzpatrick. We're talking about Terrell Edmonds. Your guys up front aren't looking to stop the run they're just not and that tells me you need to try other guys no, louder milk isn't the answer no, Mark Robinson isn't the answer but other people or a possible combination that involves the two guys that I just mentioned might be you can't defend anything if you can't stop the run when we come back J1Q This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from BNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier. Destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Stephanie, and she asks, DK, can media ask hard questions, or will you guys get blackballed and kicked out of the locker room or the team area? You know, Steph, I'm so glad you asked this question, because it comes all the time, and I have no earthly idea where it originates. The only thing I know is that whatever it is that I say right here will be ignored by almost everyone, because this narrative is so deeply seeded into this specific fan base for some bizarre reason. I have no idea why. I have no idea why Steelers fans, out of the fans of all three Pittsburgh teams, have this uniquely obsessive personality when it comes to the media not being tough enough or the team being really tough on the media and not allowing them to do certain things or telling where does this stuff come from i i I don't get this at all i'm born and raised in pittsburgh i'm born and raised into the pittsburgh media i'm as mainstream media as it gets even after having broken off from newspapers eight years ago to start my own company. I'm no different than any other reporter covering the team or any of these themes. And yet it's only the Steelers who get associated with this stuff. Why is that? Why is that? Is it a lack of understanding of what journalists do? Is it because you're really, really angry after a loss and you're watching the Mike Tomlin press conference and you think that we, like fans, are supposed to yell at him or something? Hey, coach, why is it that you haven't won a playoff game in 500 years or whatever? If that's the story that you're writing to try to give you some input into how this business actually works... If you're writing an article or an opinion piece about the Steelers' repeated playoff failures, you can ask that question, you can do that, but you also know from experience, that the head coach will only answer questions about the game that just occurred. And when you meet with him on Tuesday at the press conference, he's only going to answer questions about the game that's coming later that week. The only occasions on which he's going to answer a question about some broader scope will be at the annual end of season session, which is always an extraordinary one because it's the only time where he'll look at patterns that might go from year to year. Now, you're still free to ask, but you're not going to get an answer. And as a result, you're wasting your time, his time, and everybody's time. But nothing's going to happen to you. Where does this come from? More background. In general, most of the people covering an NFL team on a regular basis, myself included and all of the reporters at DK Pittsburgh Sports included, are members of the Pro Football Writers Association. That is a group that deals with both the NFL and the NFL Players Association on regulations, on policies that both the team and the reporters are expected to follow. Most of that burden is actually on the team. That means access points. How often do you get to speak with somebody? How often do you get the coordinators? How often do you get open locker rooms? Those are things that get negotiated. There is nothing, nothing, nothing. It's ever even discussed about asking tough questions. It's just not a thing. This is pure fiction slash fantasy. It's radio talk show claptrap. Those of you who followed my career, I would hope can attest to this. I don't even think of these things as tough questions. To me, there's no such thing as a tough question because there's nothing tough about asking a question. When I do ask something of Tomlin that might hit on a certain subject, I get on social media all these, yeah, DK, way to go. Thanks for doing that. We really appreciate it. As if like, as if I did something significant and I didn't. I didn't. I was doing my job, and my job to lay this out again is to ask questions that are pertinent to the column that I'm writing. So when I asked Tomlin on Sunday what his plan is for Pickett moving forward and into Buffalo, it's because that's what I was writing about. It's not because I went in there to wag a finger at him or make him uncomfortable. I was there to do my job, and he was there to fulfill the obligations that are negotiated between the PFWA and the NFL and the NFL Players Association. There's no hero in this scene, nor, by the way, are there any cowards. It's just a matter of what it is that we're looking to whether it's to write about or to report on TV or radio or whatever the case is, you're not a fan. You're not in there as an angry fan to wag a finger. And if you are, then you're unprofessional. Then you're not worthy of this particular job and role and you won't last in it, not because the team says something, but because it's unbecoming of our profession as reporters to be unprofessional, to be fans. We are supposed to be, actually, no, we are required to be impartial. And again, I'm going to use the word professional. And one more time, Steph, I am really glad you brought this up. I really am because, man, does this stuff annoy me on a weekly basis, but especially with Steelers fans for some strange reason. We will do another one of these tomorrow.